Welcome to the Foundational Healing Deliverance Prayer Ministry Podcast, where you will learn strategic spiritual warfare and aggressive prayer. If you have questions or comments, call us at 484-218-1683 or email us at fhdprayerministry at gmail.com. Let's get started with the show. I'm on an airplane And the destination of this flight is to the other side Guess I had to go there Guess I had to come here, yeah I know where I'm from but now I'm headed where I'm going right Trying to take water to a dry place Trying to take hope where it ain't night Trying to take love to a high place Wanna make the shooter put the gun down So a mother gets to hold the sun now Wanna make the lame man run again Make the blind man see the sun again But all I hear is bang, bang, get, get I don't think the pies really want that Breathe the down echo is on my back Got the guns out but I see fire Blessings, blessings, um, people of God. We just want to give our God, our Lord and Savior, his due diligence. And we salute him in the name of Jesus. Father, at your name, principalities bow. Father, at your name, demons bow. Father, at your name, witches bow. Father, at your name, wizards bow. Bow, Father at your name, ascended masters. Bow, Father at your name, principalities. Bow, Father at your name, governmental powers. Bow, and Father at your name, your servants, your children. Bow, Father, we take authority over the airways in the name of Jesus. Father, we ask that a supernatural healing take place for every listener. May those that are Moving in gifts, and some of these gifts are polluted, make uh, this teaching make sense to them. In the name of Jesus, 
Father, cleanse those with the gift of discerning of spirits. Flush them. Flush their system. Have them call for deliverance. 484-218-1683. Again, that number is 484-218-1683. Schedule your healing schedule, your healing school schedule, your day of deliverance. Whichever you need, I know that the Lord will set you free. Let these gifts, the gifts of discerning of spirits, be flushed in your life in the name of Jesus. Father, we release the Holy Spirit now over the airwaves. And I pronounce a special blessing over your people now. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. 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 So, um... We're excited. I'm excited to have um, our sister Pauline Benton back. And we were on the radio not too long ago, maybe some months ago. And we did Understanding Discerning of Spirits, part one. And this is part two. And one of the most uh, confusing things from my knowledge base is having a gift of discerning of spirits. And also having Satan's spirit. You see? So the gift of discerning of spirits has to be flushed. It has to be flushed out. And there's many ways uh, that demons enter. Um, there's Again, there's many doors. But there's a foundational understanding of the operation of the kingdom of darkness. And you will see how the Holy Spirit enlightens us and gives us spiritual gifts as uh, God wills them to whom he gives them. All right. But again, uh, the gift of discerning of spirits has many dimensions. For some is stronger. For some is lesser. Um some people live in it, like myself. I abide in that gift 24 hours, seven days a week. For some, it comes and it goes, it lifts, and then it reapplies itself whenever the um, env- environment has become overly oppressed uh, by spiritual influence or the Holy Spirit himself wants to deliver a message of um, healing, wisdom, and or mercy then he'll begin to um, minister to the one that is with that gift of discerning of spirits so they can impartate faith and partake healing in the life of another. So without further ado, I'm going to place this service into the hands of our blessed sister who has a unique gift to send spirits in the environment and at a capture of a camera, there they are. Multiple demons in clusters. So without further ado, Sister Pauline Benton, God bless you. This service is now in your hands. Amen. God bless you too. Well, I just, I, you know, after our last uh, podcast, I felt led by the Lord to um, also share in regards to uh the different levels of demons attacking and how they do that. And there's like four different levels. Um, 
and I just wanted to share um, and then also share what I believe the Lord was sharing with me to also share with you all in regards to that, just even with my own myself, um, on how actually I've been personally attacked and um, with the uh, with that gift and, you know, Prophet, I know you've also mentioned that, you know, with your gift as well, um, you, there's been different ways of how the spirits attack you. Um, and actually, they might be a little different than the list, but you know what? Let me start with the list, and then we could just go from there. So the first thing is, the first level, it, it would be um, how demon spirits have no legal rights to be doing to be attacking you at all. And one illustration I was led by the Lord to look into was uh, in regard to Moses. You know, Moses didn't do anything, but um, the devil, or you could say the, the devil used uh, King Herod to flush him out um, by having the first son killed. And please correct me if I'm wrong in this prophet. Um, he you, he went after Moses without any legal right. Moses didn't sin or anything, but he was trying to kill him. Um, could you just elaborate on that a little bit, Prophet Paul? Amen. Um, so I sort of have a um, understanding of that particular uh, particular scripture, but I don't have the um, scripture um, on hand. But Herod is... Um, you know, these, when we're dealing with spirits and we're dealing with names like Herod, then this lets us know that this is a, this is a spirit that monitors. But not only does this spirit monitor, it monitors those uh, that the Lord has sent here with great stars. So we know that Herod wanted to kill Jesus. He wanted to kill Jesus. So... Uh, the monitoring of spirits and their assignments on the individual life all determines on really what the Lord has spoken or predestined this individual to become. You know, so if this person is to become a doctor, then it's going to be these type of spirits that monitor to make sure uh, that you stay a nurse. You know, so whatever the full manifestation manifestation of advancement is supposed to be, these devils are going to make sure that they manipulate it and have you or I at the lesser, moving at a lesser uh, part of God, not having or flowing in the full manifestation of blessings. You see, so this is how spirits manipulate. The reason why they manipulate is because they know if they allow you or don't keep an eye on you, you're going to manifest. And through your manifestation, you're going to bless a lot of people. You know, there's some who who are supposed to be supernatural, supernaturally wealthy. And the reason they're not wealthy is because the devil knows that they're not going to be self-centered. They're not going to be worried about Ferraris and big cars on the house in the hills all for themselves. Though they may uh, buy these things, but they're going to make sure that they share those blessings. 
You know, so if he knows that you're not self-centered, prideful, and that you're going to do a lot with that wealth and change the worlds of people who are hurting, then he's going to make sure um, that you struggle. So Herod sought for Jesus. He sought for Jesus to kill Jesus. And it wasn't because he had a full revelation. Of course, Satan, who was moving through Herod, understood a little bit who this entity could possibly be because of the shining of the star. So when we talk about stars, Sister Bennett, Sister Benton, I'm so sorry, we're talking about destinies. And this is what it's all about. It's about you and I, the people of God, shining as bright as we can in this dark, dark world. And by bringing the revelation of Jesus Christ into somebody's life that doesn't know anything about him. And this is how the Lord uh, moves through the gift of discerning of spirits uh, to tell me or tell you, you know, this person is healing. This person needs healing. Why? Because I just walked past somebody and now my leg is aching. So this is a sensory of the anointing telling me, okay, there's an issue going on with the left side of this person's body. Um, Go minister healing to this individual. The church is full of spirits and the pastor is frustrated and doesn't understand why this keep happening, why this keep happening, why that keep happening. And it isn't because the blessing of the Lord isn't present. The blessing of the Lord is possibly present. But through filming, we see tons and tons of demonic spirits. We see clusters of spirits. So this lets us know that there is a battle at hand. And the devil will never, ever stop coming to church. All right. He's not coming in there all the time himself, but he's sending possessed people in there. His spirit is trying to uh, move in there in order to challenge the spirit of God. And um, Sister Benton, what's your, if you can read your scripture, your scriptures. I know it was like Ephesians, Ephesians chapter, what is it, 6, 10 through 12? Yeah, it was, a, I'm sorry, yes, it was Ephesians um, chapter 6, um, 10 through 12. Um, I actually gave you 6 through 12, and then I was reading, I was like, wow, because it started with the armor of God. So I'll start with 10, and it'll say, it says, uh, finally, be strong in the Lord, and then his mighty power, put on his full armor, put on the full armor of God so that you can make your stand against the devil's schemes. Uh, Number 12, verse 12, the war is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the powers of this world's darkness, and against the spiritual forces of evil in heavenly realms. Amen. Amen. So people of God, there's a wrestle. There's a there's a there's a wrestle. You know, that's what it's about. You're not me. We're not going to always win, but it's through losing sometimes. You know, it's through losing that we understand the battle. Um, There's certain levels of spiritual warfare. We just got to respect you know, we can't approach it privately. Well, Brother Paul, how do you know this? Because I was exposed to different things. 
just uh, being prideful, being arrogant. So the Lord um, used the wrestle, you know, not with flesh and blood, but with invisible beings, you know. So once he exposed me uh, to their level of attacks and what they actually can do when we think that they can't, I began to respect the battle. I began to respect it. And it's in wrestling that sometimes your enemy win. It's in wrestling. Sometimes you're going to win. Overall, the story is already has an ending. And that ending is Jesus is victorious. And because he victor- he's victorious and has already uh, placed the devil under our feet, then we just need to move through this storyline or life that has already been played out in the mind of God. It has already happened. The victory has already happened. The manifestation of his glory has already happened. So, I mean, ultimately, these spirits already have been destroyed, but we're left to deal with them. We're left to place governments where governments is in place. What I'm saying is it's always an altar versus another altar. It's God's altar versus Satan's altar. That's how it is in the church. You have God's altar, mm-hmm. then Satan's going to come um, with his altar. Um, I remember you saying something about um, legal rights, uh, Sister Benton, and how the enemy um, obtains legal rights in the life of the believer. So on a foundational level, can you explain that? Well, I was just going to say um just in regards to what you just said, even though, you know, Jesus definitely has authority mm-hmm. over the demonic realm, that's why, you know, I believe this is, this is so important to speak about the the levels on how demons can attack, because even though he has authority, we still can give demons legal access, or they can still get legal access, even if we don't do anything, and we should know about what these things are. Um, uh... Now, if I can go on to, if I can go on to, was that enough for you? Like, did I explain that enough, or do you want me to um, go if, on to that? What was, let's say, um, something that is not, I mean, you share what you want to share from your heart, but just giving a, a good example of um, somebody you know, or maybe yourself, when you open a particular uh, door for some, they married the wrong person. They didn't see God, so... Guess what happened? That was a, a door. You know, so there was problems that wasn't there that now is there because of a covenant that was formed outside um, of the will of God. So if you have any examples of, of legal rights from your knowledge oh, base oh. that you could share. Yeah, I think I could. Just, uh, I would definitely say, in regards to spirits having legal rights, just with us sinning alone, uh, would I would say that that would give demonic spirits legal access mm-hmm. to enter our lives. Um, I, I was sharing that example with you earlier, and I'm 
I'm sorry, I forget exactly where it is in mm -hmm. scripture, but I know that there's a story where Jesus heals a man and he sends the man off and he runs into him later on and he says, Jesus sees him and he says, you still, you are still healed and you will keep your healing as long as you stop sinning. Mm -hmm. In a nutshell, he was saying to him, so, um, I think to me that's the, the clearest, uh, example of the result of the a spirit having a legal access to attack us by what we do um the sins that we commit you know or if if i smoke i give the spirit of you know uh i could give the, the access to the spirit of cancer or sickness whatever would you know would come after that mm. would that does that make sense mm-hmm Absolutely, it makes it um it makes sense. So this tells us that there is, you know, when moving in the realm of spiritual warfare, and we you have we really have to pay attention. We're not going to deal with it here because we don't. It's just too much, you know. So we mm -hmm. want to keep it on a um on an elementary kind of level. But the Apostle Paul in verse um first twelve of Ephesians chapter six, he goes to say. For we wrestle not against f flesh and blood. So we can identify with that because that's people within our likeness, our reality, our cousins, bosses, whatever. You know, so these are other humans, but against principalities, against powers, against rulers of darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. So he's already taken us past flesh and blood. And there is a lot within this kingdom structure of evil that the Apostle Paul is talking about. You know, so people get excited when quoting the scripture. <laughs> but mm -hmm. the intensity of the spiritual warfare is intense. It's mind boggling. It's, you know, we can't explain it, but even in this area of learning if the Holy Spirit is taking one through school then there's a lot of stress that's going to be placed on the flesh and blood of the servant of God that the anointing of the Holy Spirit can increase so there has to be an increase of the anointing in order to first even tamper with principalities powers Rulers of darkness of this world against spiritual wickedness. I hear you, Holy Spirit, in high places. Okay? So, before we even start bothering them, we need to deal with the demons on a flesh and blood level. You know? It's because we want to deal with what's in us. Some of the things we open ourselves to. Right. You know, and then there is some that are generational. So if the Lord heals us from anything and he says, sin no more. And then that, that's exactly what he means, because if we open that door again, is a possibility of seven worse. The problem becoming seven worse. And Jesus really doesn't put no number on that supernatural number. But this can be 700 demons. This can be 7,000 demons. This can be 7 million demons. This can be 7 billion demons. All right? So, 
A mentor of mine told me that even on a thumb, a thumbnail, a million spirits can fit on a thumbnail. So just imagine what we are allowing access to our body. You know, so deliverance, of course, is a process. And the deeper we get to understand the ways of God, the more deliverance we're going to receive along the way. So fornication, we're not as afraid to talk about it. Um, that's going to fill you up with demons, tons of demons, you know. So if you're fornicating, that's a spirit. But we also are graceful to understand the wants of the body. So if any of us, as we all have fornicated, I mean at least 99.9%, then there was tons of spirits that just came in alone through that. If Jesus come by, he stops by and he says, look, stop fornicating. He means what he says because all you're doing is filling yourself up with tons of profiles. Yeah. You see what I'm saying, Sister Bitten? Yes, tons, absolutely. Tons of profiles. So it's really who you might have only had one or two sex partners, but what a, how many sex partners did that other person have? All right? What I'm trying to say is that you might have been kind of restrained. I'm talking about you, listener. May have been kind of restrained, right? But that doesn't mean that the person that you linked up with was restrained. And they could have slept with someone who had a million spirits, 700 spirits, 700,000 spirits, 7 million spirits. It doesn't matter. All those spirits have now came into covenant with you. And you're fornicating. So this lets us know that uh, you didn't go to Jesus for him to sanctify this union. So in all actuality, uh, according to Satan's book, you're married. Still, but it's called an ungodly soul tie. And right. it'll be deliverance that will set us free from these bondages. Once we begin to deal with elemental spirits in our own father's house, in our own mother's house, we can also journey. The Holy Spirit will take us to, on a journey to see the works of the enemy in the family line. So the problem of fornication could have started a long time ago. And there's a spirit that is monitoring you and I to make sure that we remain manipulated. That we keep opening ourselves to people in any and all sorts of things. That the enemy can always have a way. You know, keep us linked to him. Chained to him. Oppressed. A slave. To the works of the devil. When there's a greater power working down on the inside of us. Amen. 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 So we wrestle. We wrestle not against flesh and blood. So we don't want to be afraid to wrestle. We don't want to be afraid afraid to learn the deep things of God. You know, because he's going to increase our knowledge base. Just stay humble. 
stay within your own level of the anointing. Don't duplicate what you may see on YouTube because you may not be anointed to duplicate that. Stay where the Holy Spirit has you. Let him train you. Be delivered from people. Be delivered from people personalities. You know? So if you're still caring about who likes you, who dislikes you, you're still quick to fall into gossip. You're still quick uh, to become emotional even within a church setting over what people are doing. There's no way you can decree anything to a principality. There's no way that you can decree anything to a power. There's no way that you could possibly decree anything to the rulers of darkness of this world. And lastly, there is no way that you can decree anything out of the word of God to spiritual wickedness in high places because you have not overcome demons of your father's house, demons of your mother's house on a flesh and blood level. What am I saying? These are just elemental spirits. Spirits of anger. You haven't overcame anger. Then you're going to open yourself up later. To tons of spirits. So these are just many, many, many. <laughs> many ways. Yes. That the um, mm. the devil operates. And he loves anger. Because. Uh, you ever experienced that? With somebody kind of like t- pissed you off. And that just like ruined your whole day. Um, Sister Bennett. Sister Benton, um, yes, I <laughs> I experienced that like last week. Uh, as a matter of fact, let me be real transparent. Um, what it was is like I saw my pastor at church, and he kind of he was walking, and I saw him, and I didn't speak to him because he was kind of moving, and it, there was a lot going on, and but he didn't say hello either. So mm. I texted, him, and I was like, look. Um, I don't know what's going on, but, you know, I saw you and you kind of walked by like three times. I don't know what the problem is. And that thing, I don't know if I was going through something. I really don't know, but it really upset me. And he felt like something was, he felt like there was a, he felt the need for me to have a deliverance. I'll say that. Mm-hmm. Okay. And I actually did. And I said, you know what, Lord? Okay. If he feels like that, then let me step up and, and, and have deliverance. And so he, I go through the deliverance. And because my pastor's telling me that he feels like be, because of these different spirits, anger and uh, paranoia, because he feels like I'm going, I'm going through these different thoughts in my head, thinking of things that have nothing to do with anything else. Um, it was just that he was just preoccupied. It wasn't that he was ignoring me, though I didn't say that. But um, so I go through the deliverance, so then I feel like the devil's messing with me because I'm like, Lord, now why do I have to have that deliverance out there in front of everybody? But I tell you, right after I made that statement, I believe that the Lord said to me, you have to decrease so that I can increase. Wow. Does that make sense? Totally. Totally makes sense. And it just, yeah, so, wow. you know, based on what you were saying earlier, sometimes, you know, you're in the church and you you got these thoughts going through your head. And that devil is always, he's always trying to get in. He's, I don't care who, I don't, I don't care how long you've been in the church. And as a matter of fact, I believe that the, the closer you are to God, the, the closer that devil is to you. 
That's correct. I, I, I huh? I said that's correct. Yeah. So you know, and but the sign, you know, and we just have to be honest. But that's the one thing the Lord told me: just be honest about who you are and where you're at. And as long as we stay honest and and never fear deliverance and um and, and pay attention to the ways that the devil attacks, whether it's, you know, it's one thing if they have, if they come after us without any legal rights, but we don't even want to, we don't want to give them any, mm-hmm. you know, we don't want to give them legal access into our life. And that's why I was saying that I wanted to do this because I'm like, sometimes I think that we do that. Mm-hmm. Sometimes we, I think we give them legal access and when, and we're doing things and they not even realize it that we're doing and you know they're already there you know and like the pictures that i that i send you mm-hmm. like some of those pictures are inside a church mm-hmm. you know and someone might think that well they shouldn't be there well the, the satan is the prince of the air so he's going to be everywhere but he's certainly in there most of those pictures that i've sent you recently those are inside of which are inch inside of the sanctuary mm-hmm. where we're constantly praising and, and worshiping and you know, supposed to be doing that spiritual warfare, it's keeping them out, but they're in there. And I know that they're in there because I can feel them. Mm-hmm. I, I sense them. I feel them. Um, sometimes I can't even tap in uh, because I, I feel this hindrance coming that I can't even fully explain to anyone. Mm-hmm. But um, I hope I'm not getting off the subject, but... Oh, just move yeah. after whatever direction the Holy Spirit blows in, we are... You're blowing that direction. And then, like, going into the, now, the next level as a result of someone else. Okay, so a a, a spirit can have access into your life because of a sin that somebody has committed against you. And um, I mentioned that, um, and Donna McClurkin has, Pastor Donna McClurkin has shared that, um, his life, his story, about how when he was raped when he was younger, um, an adolescent, and he believed that that the spirit of homosexuality came in after that. Mm-hmm. Now, in time, of course, he received deliverance and stuff like that, and you know he is not living that lifestyle anymore, and he is serving the Lord. But um, I, you know, between I think he is like that first, the best example. Um, or another example is there are women that have been raped that, or women, men, people that just have been mistreated, whether it's rape or just not treated right, not rape, you know, people are treated wrong. I remember being young and my, my father wasn't around. I had a stepfather, my sister's father, and for whatever reason, at some point in time, I mean, he took care of us both, but at some point in time, I began, they put me to the side. And I remembered my sister would get school clothes, but I didn't. And she would get the things she needed. Christmas would come. Everybody would get what they would need. And I didn't, I started not to get things. And I remember hearing my mother telling him and his family, like, you cannot do that. Now, and then in time, I believe that there were spirits that came in, like the low self-esteem and stuff like that, um, would come in and had me feeling some kind of way because of the mistreatment that I experienced with that. Mm. Um, 
in regards to um I would in regards to number three, as I was saying, spirits attacking as a result of something that someone else has done. Mm-hmm. What would you say about would you say that is correct, Prophet Paul? Uh indeed, indeed. You know, just listening to you and just having my personal experience it's the mind, you know, and the enemy. That's why parents protect your kids, uh, especially if they, they gifted, you know. Um, if they gifted, it's something I want to say, but I'm restricted. <laughs> but they're gifted. Yeah. They're gifted. So don't stop leaving them with just any old body. Just because this person has a Bible, don't leave them uh, with them. Just because... This person is prophesying and preaching. Don't leave that child in their environment, right. you know, because you want to know the spirit of a person. It's one thing I learned about God, and it's um, it's like a dual it's a dual relationship. It's because everything is bringing His will to pass, and He will allow you, although mm. manipulated, to continue Ooh. to preach. He will allow you, although you're manipulated within, to prophesy. That's just a gift. You know, he will allow you to keep doing what you're doing in a state of rebellion, in a state of manipulation. You see, there's a lot of cases. And although I want to bear at least two occasions, I'm even right now I'm being stopped because I don't want this to be years later the man of God finds this audio and it crumbles him to pieces you know so I don't want to remind him or her of anything that Jesus had delivered them from but stop leaving your kids in the hands of just anybody Stop eating so much. All right? Pray, fast, seek the Lord. Well, who is this so-called evangelist? Who is this so-called prophet? Who is this so-called prophetess? This, you know, yeah, you got to watch because the enemy is working at a, you know, he's working diligently. But it's, look, he went to mine. And he's going to start working on the minds of these children at a, at a very young age. And rape is like as a spirit, but Satan uses it because over time it, it connects with what is called an ego altar. So the Holy Spirit in deliverance, he has to go all the way back. Now, this person could be in their 30s, their 40s. And they're just now being made to confront the issue. They they feel inspired. You know what? I need to go tell this Negro something and vice versa about this uncle that was babysitting me, kept touching me, uh, having sex with me, uh, vice versa. Women have been known to do it too, right? And if you have done it and Jesus have repented you, restored you, God bless you. Don't go back to the past, but this is moving forward for anybody. You understand what I'm saying? So the enemy went the mind. So all of a sudden, the person is defiled. Mm. 
especially a child because they're innocent. You see, so now they've there's a, a feeling or an emotion of defilement. All right. First, they're led to protect mm-hmm. the person because the person that is actually manipulating them through sex or whatever type of uh, sexual gratification that the accuser is getting out of it. Right. He's manipulating this person or the child to shut up, not to say nothing, making covenants uh, of fear. If you do this, I'm going to do that using subtle devices like candies, toys, money, you know. But most of all, don't tell your parents anything. So they keep this information hidden and they have to deal with the thoughts that are coming from rape, that are coming from abuse. I'm led to stop. If you need deliverance from the spirit of rape, 484-218-1683, call or text 484-218-1683, and or you can email uh, Brother Paul at ministeringprayer at gmail.com, ministeringprayer at gmail.com. So there is something called a altar. And these are demons that are now talking to the mind, Sister Benton. And Mm -hmm. they talk to the mind. And they begin to, just like in the scenario where one got something and the other one didn't. It's the same thing. Not the same, well, it wasn't rape. The spirit of rape in this case that you're talking about. But it was a spirit of manipulation. But it began to wear on the mind. What happens is a demon now is communicating with you. It's because you're you're hiding it. You're keeping a secret. All right. So that's why it's, right. it's best to tell these children at a very young age. Look. Your parents. They're going to say nothing bad about them. But if they if you know that they're not coming back, this father is not coming back in the life of this child. This mother is not returning back in the life of this child. It's better just to tell the truth. So the child... Go ahead. I'm sorry. I just want to... I just thought of something. Um, When I was in my home church in New York, um, Bishop Citronelli had said to us one time, in regards to what you're talking about, he said that, is there anybody here who may have had relatives that practice into witchcraft with the... Uh, voodoo and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And he said, if you think so, even if you think so, he said, come up for prayer. Because that could be affecting you even even if you didn't partake in it. Mm-hmm. And I just felt that to bring that up. Mm-hmm. Because there's some people, mm-hmm. as far as, you know, in, in what we're talking about, whether spirits have legal rights or, or not, there could be some stuff that you don't even know about right. that could have happened. That have that has given spirits this access in or into like the generational curses. I know my family from the the island. They were very big into incest. Mm-hmm. Now, from what I understand, there are a lot of curses that have come down due to incest in uh, in the family. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't. And I, I apologize again. Did uh, Prophet Paul? There's a story about Nimrod. Mm-hmm. Nimrod and. I believe it was his mother. Nimrod and his mother were having a sexual relationship. Mm-hmm. And if I'm not mistaken, it's in the the, the Old Testament. Mm-hmm. And they were saying that because of that, uh, 
defiled relationship, it would brought in the spirit. It birthed a spirit of perversion, actually. Mm-hmm. I heard someone speaking about that. I don't know if you ever heard about that, but again, and it's like now that didn't even that I wasn't even living. None of us were living in that time with Nimrod and and his mother. Or if I just go back to Adam, I think Adam is a perfect example for us. Like he he brought sin in for us. Mm-hmm. You know. Like the become, and he is the reason why we have to accept Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior because we are birthed. Isn't that we are birthed into sin because of Adam? Yeah. So yes, that's um, mm-hmm, we're birthed into sin. Gonna, yeah. Go ahead. No, no, I'm sorry. I like so much is like I don't know. I feel like I'm went off somewhere, but. I just think it relates to, you know, just what you were saying, like how, like, sin, show, sin uh, spirits get access into our life because of things that we do and then things we don't even do. And, and like, again, with, with Adam, we Adam sinned, and because of his sin so long ago is the reason why we have to accept Christ to get, to get rid of that sin, renounce that sin, and, and, and receive salvation. Mm-hmm. And I just want to be kind of like, um, th- like if you're doing, go- if you're ever running Google ads, there's many campaigns you can set up. There's a keyword that you can use that is broad. And then there's some keywords that you can use that is exact. You know, so I don't want people to hear. We keep saying, well, since since sin as it being an, an exact uh, search. Paul, what are you saying? So what if I'm saying if I'm looking up. Um, a skateboard right and that's a broad search if I'm looking up a skateboard but if I'm looking for a red skateboard then that is an exact search so you have a broad Mm -hmm. search and then you have an exact search so the word sin that we're using is broad to let our listeners know that we're not overly occupied with sin and or um being legalistic you see or being legalistic but we're just trying to make things make sense that the holy spirit can unravel and reveal all track records of the footprints of evil that we can live and we can thrive in peace and in blessings so we know that we're not going to be totally (laughs) uh problemless Jesus is always going to keep a problem there, but we're helping, trying to help the people of God understand the issues that are coming from their house. And we deal with those issues, confront those issues. You know, that's why altars are formed in the minds. It is because demons talk to the mind. I'm defiled, you know? So imagine this person is now 40 years old and they've been covering up rape for a long time you know this these parents didn't tell this child that they were birthed through incest and that the cousins were you see what i'm saying right yeah you know so there's a lot of crazy stuff that we just need to tell the truth about because in all actuality sin is the devil thing it's not our thing we was taught like you said you know we were formed into it because of what Adam right. did 
But outside of Adam doing things, we did some things too. Right. All right. Because we were taught it. But in some things that we did, we knew we shouldn't have done it. But we did it anyway. You know, so we're just dealing with so much. But I think it's just quite simple to allow the Holy Spirit to unravel these things in a sequence so we can be delivered in a sequence in a process of time, you know, because that's how Jesus does it. So the altar is formed in the mind of the child and the child is in communication with a devil and the devil sometimes talk to them as uh, a manifestation as what is it? Uh, Holy spirit, invisible friends, you know? So when the child start talking about, they got invisible friends and, you really want to start monitoring this child. Okay. Uh, amen. <laughs> amen. I was saying that the other day. I'm like, Lord, please. Like people and people have been saying it's like, this is forever. Mm-hmm. Like people have been saying, Oh, you know, little, my son has a, a friend and it's, I'm like, please, no, it should not be, mm-hmm. it, it, you know, and they don't know. And again, it, it, this is the reason why I felt led by the Lord to like talk about this because I feel like the Lord is saying like, there's a lot of people out there that really don't really understand. We talk about, we talk about the devil. We say the word, but there's like a lack of comprehension and they, people really don't know about, um, uh, the kingdom of Satan and how they operate and how they work. And, and, and let me just say this too, like in regard, you were saying something a little bit earlier about, I wish I could remember exactly what you said, but I'm going to say this in regards to, from what I've learned in the church, it seems like not even the church really has a fully, a full understanding of how Satan operates and how he gets access into our lives because, it's like, it's something that they don't, it's like taboo. Uh, Prophet Paul, do you understand, what, do you, uh, can you, um, have you noticed that? Like, it's like the church doesn't even want to talk about, um, well, let me say this. This is another reason why I want to talk about this because I go to church and I feel like people haven't, people are looking for deliverance. They need it. It's like a taboo, taboo. They're afraid to say it because nobody wants to talk about it. But it is not just the members that need this, that need the help, need the deliverance. Those who are ministering also need it too, you know, and, and, you, and you know when you can sense the spirit or not. And it's just like, it, it, it it's like it really bothers me a lot. Like I'm I, I I'm so, I can't stand going to church. I know that God is the panacea. He is the he is the answer to all the ills and the problems of the world. And he is the as you mentioned earlier. He had Jesus is the answer for the devil. But people are suffering and and it's just horrible to me. Yeah, so it's just horrible. It's just horrible to me. Mm-hmm. So Jesus, so that's why. I, Mm-hmm. talking about this because of this because I'm, I'm tired of seeing people suffer yeah so Jesus there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Jesus taught so I mean you know it's it goes like it's just so much to explain sometimes over yeah. a city or over a nation you know you had great evil forces that pronounced certain curses on a place you see so those curses, even if it's on a nation, um, that curse has to be uh, broken. This is why intercession and a call to prayer is so great because 
number one, the call cleanses us. It helps us deal with the self part of us. And May I ask again, a question? Mm-hmm, go ahead. I apologize. I just thought of something. My, I've heard uh, my, one of my relatives, my aunt, say in regards to what you were just talking about, that in order to, one way to break generational curses is when a person in a, a, a person in a, in a family lineage or, or whatever you would call it, um, I think I'm saying it right, mm-hmm. um, accepts Christ as their Lord and Savior. Is that true that you can you, you can break generational curses by one person in a in a family household or um, generation it's, it's, um, receiving yeah. Christ as their Lord and Savior? Is is let me, I'm a, um kind of um let me let me teach on it. So um so you have a you have a nation you have a city and then you will have a family. So you have a nation that you have a city. That has great uh, evil. What I'm saying is people that was totally anointed uh, for evil. They are pronounced a curse on a particular city. Pronounced a curse on a particular nation. And this is why the Lord raises up intercessors. Because even through uh, that type of prophetic training. I guess the world in 2019 called it uh prophetic intercessor right the holy spirit will begin to flush personal habits and reveal personal things so that he can establish us to decree things to the wind the sun the moon these elements of life you know dealing with the cosmos and this with mm-hmm. the apostle paul talks about in ephesians 6 and 12 is he's dealing with the cosmos he's dealing with the planets he's dealing with the invisible realm all right and we need to have a knowledge base so we need great intercession so there's a, an anointing that a person can have if they've been through the ranks and they've been walking with God where they decree something to their generation and that generation that curse is removed but if the person hasn't even submitted herself or she hasn't submitted herself to the training of the holy spirit there's no way that they can decree anything. Uh, it's a nice prayer, but that scripture stayed just where it was in that book. But it didn't move through breath, through pneuma. It didn't move when we decreed it. Why? Yeah. Because the person don't have right to use that scripture because they haven't been broken to a level. So, no, you just can't just be like, ah. Oh, uh, I'm gonna break a curse off my family, curse of witchcraft, and you got like you got people in your family that consumed over ten children. They done killed mm-hmm. over ten people. And you the little Christian, though Jesus' name is the highest, you know, I mean, that is evil. And you haven't even submitted yourself to the Holy Spirit like this person submitted himself to the devil, and you're gonna pray. And try to break anything off your family and think it's going to budge. No, it's not going to budge until we are taken to school by the Holy Spirit. Wow. Amen. 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 So we are. Huh? Mm hmm. 
No, I'm sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> Amen. So what a <laughs> what a blessed day. And yeah. wanted to help those. Um, you know, we wanted to help the people of God understand the gift of discerning of spirits. And we're just so blessed to have our um, sister, uh, Paul Pauline Benton, with us. It's just a um, it's a blessing, and I was just able to learn more about the gift of discerning of spirits. Um, just communicating uh, to her and learning how the Lord uh, uses her, how she perceive um, things from by way of you know, the throne of heaven. So before you go, can you help to uh, let the listeners know that have seen your pictures, like what moves you? Like, how do you know when to take your camera? Like, is the Holy Spirit talking to you? Are you like, explain that to them, please. And me Sure. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, sure. Um, I, I'm learning now that when it comes to uh, when it, I don't see demonic spirits in the air. I have I sense them, uh, and I believe it's because. And help me, Prophet, because I'm 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 still learning. But I believe that the reason why I can't see the demonic spirits is because they they don't have any light. Um, but. The I believe that I've seen angels. I believe that I see them often. Actually, that's what I'm seeing most of the time. That's why I take. I told you in the beginning. I don't sleep in the dark. I I sleep with a nightlight on because if I close my eyes, oh no! If I have my eyes open, I don't see anything with my eyes are closed. You understand what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You know how when you you close your eyes, but while my eyes are open and I'm still looking in the air, I, or in do through the darkness, I can see things. I see things moving and they appear to have like this light and I can see them moving. And that's why I don't, that's why I sleep with a nightlight because I see them moving when it comes to spirits. The first spirits I showed you that I, it's the, I, I got to point out to you which picture that is, but it's the, oh, the first one that I ever took those spirits. I've never, I never saw them. I sensed them. My, I had a, uh, experience with my mother, we had an altercation and an argument and she yelled at me and it, it just, after she yelled at me, I felt so bad. Mm-hmm. I, I, it just, I figured something was wrong. And after being in uh, the ministry of, uh, Bishop Cicinelli, and he mm-hmm. taught us about like when that's going on, when you get in that negativity, clearly you're you're probably surrounded by demonic spirits. And sure enough, I go in the room, I turn off the lights, I, and I just took out my camera, and, and and I just aimed my camera in the direction of where I felt like something was watching me. So it, uh, back to that, like when I'm in the church or whatever, I usually I have to sense it. I sense that something is there mm-hmm. just like the other day. And I thought this is a little interesting. I was taking pictures again and I started seeing these little orbs that I meant to ask you about mm-hmm. what I've heard about mm-hmm. orbs, but I don't know a lot about them, but mm-hmm. I've been seeing them in my pictures a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, and they, they're always shooting up. I, I've, I've been seeing them shoot. I haven't seen them before, like I've seen them recently. 
But I was in the church the other day taking pictures. It was in complete darkness, and I said, I've seen these, these orbs are flying up. Mm-hmm. Um, and from other than that, but the thing is, when I see people, if they have a spirit attached to them, I, I can see the spirit in them. I don't know if that makes sense to you, but it just mm-hmm. does when I do. Mm-hmm. And, it, and, and it's through the eyes. Mm-hmm. And the, the, the sign for me that I know that it's there is that I have a difficult time looking at that person. Because I feel this eeriness. Mm-hmm. It, it, they, they, I, I feel uncomfortable. And like if I'm in church and if there's anybody there who may need deliverance, I tend to feel pain. Lo- more time locally in my shoulders, mm-hmm. um, terrible, and I and I know that's what it is because I go in fine, but it, when I once I get in, if, if it's not someone, then it's, in, it's an attack because I feel this pain like I can't even concentrate. It hurts me. It, it's like it's terrible. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've had somebody else tell me that too one time in the church I was. She was in the front of the church where a lot of people were, and she said, "I can't." I can't stay here. I feel anxiety. I, and I knew, I think it was a word of knowledge because immediately I said to her, I said, it's those spirits. Mm-hmm. It's the spirits because they, they're making you uncomfortable. They make you uncomfortable. They make me uncomfortable, but that's how I know that they're there. Um, and, you know, like I said, I, when I, when I'm around people, I can't see, I can't see spirits in the air, but I can see them in people. And I can also tell when they start talking to me because they do talk. Mm-hmm. Um, I went into church the other day, and one of the members said to me, "I just walked in. She didn't say hello. She didn't say how you, uh, how you doing. Mm-hmm. She just said, you're always here mm-hmm. in a nasty way." And I was like, and then and then I I pushed back, and I was like that in my head. That is not her. Mm-hmm. And then looked at me, and then looked at somebody else, and spoke to them. And then when I answered, she looked at me, but to respond, she turned and looked to the other person. So, mm-hmm. and I just felt like, okay, so now you want to now you're going to talk too. And I just felt like it wasn't even the lady. So, um, if if that, I pray that answers your question. Mm-hmm. Makes sense to me. <laughs> Um, yeah, it makes sense to me. Um, so wow, that's, I hope that, um, help, you know, people hope that this lesson, first and foremost, um, help you understand, you know, some ways in which the Holy Spirit speaks because he talks all the time. He's just not, uh, he talks all the time. He doesn't talk too, he doesn't talk too much. But um, he talks all the time, all the time, you know, and he loves to express relevant information. Anything that's going to progress your life and my life to pull us out of bondage, to bring us into a greater revelation. And he speaks to people many different ways. So because he speaks to me one way, doesn't mean that he speaks to Sister Pauline that way. And ultimately, doesn't mean that he speaks to you. But through um, 
what is called a similar to something similar. You can, oh, he, I heard Brother Paul say this. I heard Sister Pauline say this. So now you have a similar understanding of how God is speaking to you. You have a reference point. Oh, my God, my shoulders are hurting. Uh, I feel a knife in my head. Oh, my God. My legs are just hurting out of nowhere. You have a similar to, you have a reference point. Oh, my God. So God is speaking to me. So what do you do there, brother and sister? You chase God. Mm-hmm. You chase God. Be a God chaser. Amen. In the name of Jesus, we have approached our hour of blessing. And thank you so much, um, Pauline, Sister oh, Pauline Benton, <laughs> for being with us. <laughs> uh, before we go, is there anything else you want to say? I just want to, I just, I really just hope and I pray that, um, you know, whatever is said that people are getting what they need, they're, they're getting the information that they need and that they're, you know, that they're hearing from the Lord. It's certainly not me. Um, and, and, and that'd be it. Amen. We're signing out. We salute the greatest, the highest, the highest. Jesus, we salute you. We bless you. We honor you. We praise you. And we bow to the Godhead in general. And it is in Jesus' name we pray. People of God, be blessed. Amen. I'm on an airplane. And the destination of this flight is to the other side. Guess I had to go there. Guess I had to come here, yeah I know where I'm from, but now I'm headed where I'm going right But there are powers In the air, you can't see them And they have rockets and machine guns And they're firing on my plane Cause it's sideways Trying to take water to a dry place Trying to take hope where it ain't night Trying to take love to a high place Wanna make the shooter put the gun down So a mother gets to hold the sun now Wanna make the lame man run again Make the blind man see the sun again But all I hear is bang bang get get I don't think the pies really want that Breathe it up and that goes on my back Got the guns out but I see fire